0: On the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers
1: Extra Innings. 0-2, swing and a miss. He struck him out, and this ball game is over. Brent Suter strikes out the side in the bottom of the ninth, and the Brewers take the opener here in Atlanta by a final of nine to five. Now live from the
0: Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry
2: Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. Frankly. That's kind of an unexpected victory. You're down four after one inning. One of your top pitchers struggling, not giving you his best, and you still find a way to win. You find a way to score four runs in back-to-back innings en route to a 9-5 victory against an Atlanta team. That's making a run. That win inquired a bunch of guys at the trade deadline that probably had some wind in their sails. Not so much. Brewers knocking that down, and they come away with a victory today, 9-5, to open up this uh, series that will continue through the weekend. Welcome in. This is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AcuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, in addition to winning a ball game today, the Brewers also make a couple trades. They acquire left-handed relief pitcher Daniel Norris from the Detroit Tigers. They acquire right-handed relief pitcher John Curtis from the Miami Marlins. And let's bring in Jerry Augustine and Augie. Let's start with the game. We'll, we'll certainly get into our fair share of the uh, the deals that were made today. But from a from a game standpoint, it's pretty good when a uh, Corbin Burns. Gives up five runs, gives up four runs in the first inning, uh, can't get out of the fifth inning, and you still find a way to win that game.
3: Well, it's just this offense, you know, we talked so much in the first half of the season what this offense and the struggles that they had and it was everything from them hitting with a, as a batting average with the club, runners in scoring position. They weren't getting guys on on base and moving them over and getting them in. But I'll tell you, a sense of all-star break. Or a little bit before that, beginning of July, this ball club has really been swinging the bat. and It's it's so interesting to see how you look out each and every night and it's new guys stepping up to the plate. and You look at the batting order tonight everyone in the batting order had a base hit had a base hit in that batting batting order that's two nights in a row where this has happened and you yeah. get guys to get on base and you 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 start some good you start some good things and good things are going to happen but really impressive tonight being down by four runs to a very good atlanta brave team to fight right back get that lead in the fourth and from there was the brewers ball game from that on
2: Three hits for Colton Wong, three hits for Aviseo Garcia, two for Willie Adamas, and then everybody else gets one as they collect their nine runs on 13 hits. They go five for 13 with runners on in scoring position. They get home runs from Aviseo Garcia, from Willie Adamas, and how about Eduardo Escobar hitting his first home run as a member of the Brewers as well. That was the exclamation point when he hits the bomb in the ninth inning. Brewers get the 9-5 win. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk. Talk and text line 855 616 1620. That's 855 616 1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. We're taking you until 1130 tonight. We'll hear the post game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights and we'll continue to break this down and also uh, talk about the moves that were made at the deadline. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
1: 3-2 pitch, and here's a drive out to center, back on it is Heredia, at the track, he looks up and it's gone, Willie Adamas, with a two run blast, and the Brewers
2: lead it 7-4. Brewers get the win in Atlanta. They just keep on rolling. They were down 4-0, and they would go on to score 8 unanswered, and eventually they would get the 9-5 victory. First game for Eduardo Escobar. uh, Plays third base, bats in the number four spot, hits a home run. Not bad. Brewers come away with the victory. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting the Accudent Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go ahead and grab our first phone call of the program. Sparky is in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ.
4: Okay, fellas, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, this gets better every day, doesn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. This, The thing I want to ask you guys about is this trading deadline business. And the Cubs in Washington play tonight. And that must have looked like a spring training game with all the people that they've let go. And if I were a season ticket holder in Chicago or one of those other towns and you did that, uh, you know, I don't know. Is this really good for baseball to just unload guys like Baez and Bryant and Rizzo and Kim- Kimbrough and all these guys? And uh, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe there isn't a solution. But, well, I tell you what, if I was a season ticket holder in Chicago right now, uh, Boy, so I tell you, you're not going to see quality baseball so uh, from your home team. So I, 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 I guess really what I'm saying is I'm really not too concerned about those teams, but the state of baseball, uh, boy, this has really been a, a wild uh, day or the last couple of days with all the transactions. So I just wanted to see what you guys think of these situations, and we'll just go from there. Okay?
2: Yes, Marky, I appreciate it. It's an interesting question, and, I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do about it, because for these teams, they're out of it, and they're probably going to be losing many of these players anyways, because they're coming up on free agency, and there's nothing that's going to stop those players from returning to those organizations anyways, so you can get some players for the future, you can kind of restock and reload, and who knows, maybe bring some of those guys back. Augie, I understand, yeah, if you're a season ticket holder in Chicago, if you're a season ticket holder in Washington, here's... Here's the list. Are you ready for this, Augie? Here is the list of players who were traded by the Cubs and Nationals uh, prior to the deadline. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Craig Kimbrell, Jock Peterson, Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tepera, Jake Marisnick Trevor Williams, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Brad Hand, Kyle Schwarber, John Lester, Daniel Hudson, <gasps> Josh Harrison, Jan Gomes. That's the li- I mean, Those are the guys that did not play in that game tonight, which is insane.
3: It really is. Uh, you know, you look at it, but I think, you know, baseball, it was trying something and the, what they were trying to say is that at the at the D July 30th deadline, trade deadline, there are no moves after that. And I think that had a little bit to do with what was going on. A lot of these teams knew uh, that they were not going to be able to sign guys. And I think that has a lot to do with it also. But you know what? That's when you have to restock and you have to maybe get something for these players. And, you know, I think have more teams involved in the possible playoffs. Teams are really t- went beyond what they would usually do. We saw trades. I mean, who uh, Matt Scherzer and and you look at the what the Cubs did. We were talking just the other night about about you know Rizzo, Baez and 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 getting those having guys traded. We thought well probably out of the four big guys they trade three, maybe two of them. They yeah. traded all four of them. Oh, well, and yeah. so you know that's that's amazing. But I think what organizations are doing they're figuring that. You know what? Teams want it. There are teams out there that are really going to vie for getting the opportunity to go to the playoffs. They're going to go all out. They're going to try, try like everything they can to get their, make their teams better. And then, at the, and at the same time, when they do that, maybe these teams that are going to lose these players can get some good young players. So I think it was a, something tried by baseball. I think the trade deadline is way too early. I wish it was maybe two weeks later where you could really get involved into it. But uh, I think that had a lot to do with all the big trades that were done today.
2: It was my choice to bring back the August 31st deadline where you can get the uh, waiver deals done, but that doesn't seem to be something that's going to be happening anytime soon. As far as the Brewers go, Augie, they get two relief pitchers. That's what we were expecting them to do. It was kind of a conventional trade deadline for the Brewers in the sense that uh, they needed uh, a, a bat. They got that a couple days ago in Eduardo Escobar, and then today they augment the bullpen by getting uh, John Curtis from the Marlins. They give up catcher Peyton Henry for Curtis, too. That's a That's a legit prospect that they give away. They we do have club control on Curtis for a few years and then uh, they also go get uh, Daniel Norris, a left handed reliever from Detroit for another prospect in, in pitcher Reese Olsen but we've talked about it so much this was all about supplementing that bullpen and it seems like they did a good job with that.
3: You know, our conversations the last couple of weeks and that you, have I, you and I have had and probably most people have had is what were, gonna, what were they going to do on the corners of the corners of the infield and how were they going to get some additional pitching on the bullpen for the trades that they made earlier in the season with J.P. Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen. They thought that was a big loss. But you know what they've done? They've gone out and they've done both. I, I really like the Daniel Norris pickup. I think he throws the ball very well. It can be a great addition to this ball club and John Curtis has had uh, a really good year so far and so these are guys, uh, middle road, bullpen guys that you know you can count on, they're veterans, they're protection for what you do have now and I think they're going to have a big part of it but the Escobar thing is just like a big key because he fills so many gaps of being a switch hitter and playing so many different positions, being that versatile guy. I think what the Brewers were did, actually did is everything that we have as fans been talking about, they have to do something with they went out and did that, and he did it today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you, it, it would have been great if they would have been involved with some of those big names, but at the same time, this is a really good team that's got a legit shot at making a very deep playoff run, and they had some holes that they wanted to fill, and they were able to do that, and that's what you do at the deadline and I think David Stearns deserves a whole lot of credit for the work that he was able to uh, put in along with Matt Arnold. Brewers get the win in Atlanta 9-5 to open up the series. We will continue to uh, discuss the team. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620, the Net Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. (laughs) 2-0.
1: Swing and a high fly. Deep center field by Escobar. Back Heredia. It is gone. Welcome to the brew crew, Eduardo Escobar. A
2: solo shot to make it 9-5 here in the ninth. That was fun. His first game as a brewer, getting a home run hit. Good stuff. Brewers come away with the victory over Atlanta 9-5. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay texting into the program says the addition of Escobar gives the team a lineup that is almost seamless. They are scoring a lot of runs with little contribution from their best hitter. I assume he's referencing Yelich. Every aspect of this team is solid, barring something that Cataclysmic. Good word. They will easily win the division. The sky's the limit. If there are any more doubters out there, the rest of the league knows that this team is formidable. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to add. I mean, they are in. Anything can happen, and you, you know the old cliche. You know, don't don't count those chickens before the eggs hatch, right? Like, but they're in they're in very good position. And Cincinnati's making a run right now. Like the Reds are playing great baseball right now. They have won four straight. Joey Votto keeps hitting home run after home run after home run, and this has got to be incredibly frustrating for the Reds because they keep winning these games and they're making up no ground on the Brewers.
3: Yeah, it's got to be, you know, they got to be looking at the, the standings each and every day and going like, what do we have to do? But, you know, the Reds went out and they did what they had to do. They went out and got some good relief pitching. The bullpen was a problem for them. They picked up Louis Sessoff and Justin Wilson from the Yankees. And then right after that went out and got Mikel Givens from the Rockies. So they really bolstered their bullpen saying that, you know, if the Brewers have a letdown, we're going to be right there and we're going to be chasing them. But, you know, you look at this Brewer lineup now and and and. Matt I think you would agree with me this is a lineup that from one through nine and guys they have that can come off the bench that you just grind it they go and they wear pitchers down and it's not and we see that each and every night we've seen how many nights now in a row have we seen multi guys with multi guys with multi hit games and it's not just the same guys every night it's different guys and the guys that need to do the things special are going out and doing them with all that in with all that put together them going out and scoring runs because they've outscored their opponents in the last since all-star break I think the numbers are like 80 something to 20 something they've been playing so well but not only that do they go out they play that solid defense they've been getting that good pitching but this offense is starting to become one of those offenses that do the little things and they just wear you down they can beat you by the home run they can beat you by that manufactured run and that's really fun to watch.
2: Their run differential is now plus 94, that is third in the National League, only behind the Dodgers and the Giants. And This is not an I told you so moment, but it's just a moment to kind of remind folks about the the length of a 162 game season. Augie, at the beginning of the year, all we heard from people is fire Andy Haynes, fire Andy Haynes, fire Andy Haynes. Now luckily we're not hearing from those people anymore, but good people are hired to do jobs And you let them do their jobs, and more often than not, things are going to come around. And As the Brewers put together one of the best offensive runs of any team in baseball right now with what they're doing, we're not hearing anybody calling for the job of hitting Coach Andy Haynes.
3: Yeah, he's doing a great job, and you know what they're doing, it's just, you know, hitting becomes contagious, and, you know, we all, everybody's talked about May 22nd and picking up a Willie Adamas and his energy, what it's brought to the club, but it's, it's, it's just everybody chipping in. You have different guys. We have a Tyrone Taylor. We have, you, you know, you pick up a guy like Rowdy Tellis comes in and doing a great job. It's everybody in that lineup, and we've seen the last two nights with everybody in that lineup at least getting a hit. Uh, uh, that That's special. You don't see that a lot. And this ball club is really doing a, doing a nice job of being patient at the plate, taking what they're given, and going out and swinging the bat and, and scoring runs. And I really like tonight being down for Corbin and not waiting too long, get to the third inning, yep. come right back, tie it, and then the next inning take the lead. That is really neat to see when you got the pitching, especially as, as well as the starting staff has been doing.
2: Let's uh, let's go back to the phones at 855-616-1620. We welcome in James on the south side. Hey, James, you here on WTMJ.
5: How you doing, Matt? Good. I think I'm I, I'm I'm really impressed. That the Brewers are out as far as they are with the with the lead in their division, you know, and uh, and they got a winning streak right now on everything else. Let's hope this smoke mirrors and with the team uh, and like you just said. Uh, with the shortstop uh, that we acquired, it seems like he uh, lit a fire under these guys' butts and everything else. Let's hope that we we can uh, go and uh, be able to be in uh, September and and farther on, uh, be able to go into the playoffs and, and everything else. Not uh, not make the playoffs and just say, well, we'll come on back next year. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, we're going to ring the doorbell again uh, and that let's let's put a ring on these guys' fingers and stuff. If uh, Giannis can do that for the Bucks, why not the the Brewers put a ring on 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 each one of these players' uh, fingers and stuff, and uh, make us uh, proud uh, to have uh, two, uh, two uh, winning uh, teams, not just one uh, for the thing here. Let's make sure that we can uh, talk it on up and have a parade for these guys too. You know.
2: All right, James, I like it. I I, I got no problem with that. And look, this—I don't know if this team's going to win the World Series. There's still uh, there's a lot of good teams in baseball, but uh, they have. Augie, they've positioned themselves quite well, and with the pitching that they have, they are going to have a legit shot.
3: You know, you talk about a ball club and you talk about focus and, and having, a, having a chore you want to do or something you want to accomplish in front of you, this ball club is right there. And I think if there's one, one thing we talk, talk about this ball club, one word to define it is balance. They're getting balanced in all phases of the game, and that's really been a big part of the way this team has been playing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers get a nice win over the Braves, 9-5. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauly. 3-2 pitch
1: to Garcia, hanging, breaking ball. This is hit out to left and deep. It is back. Bye-bye. with a blast to left it's four to four
2: Brewers get the win as they knock off the uh, Atlanta Braves by a 9-5 score. Welcome back into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Jerry Augustine, former Brewers pitcher here as well. If you want to join us 855-616-1620 that is the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line or tweet at me at Matt Polly on air. Doug texting in says, I love the power the Brewers are starting to show, especially with guys on base. You can catch up quick that way. Won't lose much scoring. Nine runs a game like the last four but don't look now. The Reds won't go away. We kind of talked about it a moment ago. You know, Augie, I loved what happened uh, between the Brewers and the Reds uh, in front of and, and behind the trade deadline, or excuse me, the All-Star break, because the, the the Reds got life just before the trade deadline, and then it was snuffed out. Not the trade deadline. I keep saying that. That's in my mind. Uh, right before the All-Star break, and then it got snuffed out uh, right after the All-Star break. And, I, and we mentioned it before. If... If you're the Reds right now, it's incredibly frustrating that you just cannot make up ground. And the Reds are not going to keep winning as many games as they are right now. And in all likelihood, because this is the way baseball works, when the Reds slow down, you know what, the Brewers could possibly slow down a little bit kind of around the same time.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know you go through times when you really play great baseball, and Cincinnati has been playing great baseball. And now they went out and made some trades, bolstered their bullpen up. And I think one of the things going into the, the going into the All-Star break was they came into Milwaukee, they took three out of four from Milwaukee, thinking that you know what can we do after after that All-Star break is going to be a big three games. Well, I will tell you what, the Brewers went in and really opened the Reds' eyes, and saying that we're here to. Play play and we're here to stay and I I thought that that was a great start to the second half but this ball club is just doing so well you know we we talk so much about the starting rotation and how great they are how like first or second or third in the major leagues and ERA this bullpen is, is probably in the last month or two has been one of the best in all the baseball, uh, really throwing the ball well and you get a game like tonight when you when you have when you have Birdsey not having as great stuff as he usually does, gives up four early, can't get in through the fifth inning, you have Boxberger come in there which which now with the pickups they can expand, they can go situations a little bit better and getting those two innings of shutout baseball really play big and it's uh, that whole team concept that balance we talk about and I'll tell you what, the Bruce are re- re- playing on all cylinders right now, playing great, great baseball.
2: Mike and uh, Hubertus texting in says, uh, What is the team's batting average since the Willie Adamas acquisition? So, Willie Adamas was acquired on May 22nd. Since May 22nd, the Brewers are hitting 241 as a team in 60 games. They have hit 80 home runs. Uh, they have a team OPS. At, uh, at 7.51. If we play around with those numbers a little bit, because the deeper you go, the better it is going to look. If we look at what the Brewers have done at the plate since uh, June 1st, that number is going to go to 2.48. If we look at June 15th, Waiting for it, that number goes up to 257. Since June 15th, the Brewers are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They are 8th in Major League Baseball in batting average since June 15th. Let's go to July 1st. Since July 1st, the Brewers are hitting 265. That is 1, 2, 3, 4. That is 5th. No, that is tied for 4th in Major League Baseball since July 15th. So now the small sample size. Augie, since July fifteenth, the Brewers are hitting two ninety. Can you guess where that ranks in Major League Baseball?
3: It's got to be right up there at the best.
2: That would be number one.
3: I agree. I, they've just been doing so many good things, and you know, it's it, it's indicative when you look at how they've outscored their opponents since then. And you know, they're just doing the little things. And I think we t- we've been talking about each and every night how they're getting so doing having so many great uh, games. By, by by different guys, different people stepping up to the plate has been, been so big. And we talked about it. I, I've repeated this to me the third time. Anytime, I've, I've never heard of that where you get two nights in a row, you get a great offense where everybody in your lineup uh, gets at least a base hit. That's pretty special.
2: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I think those numbers that I just went through really tell an interesting story where you – keep taking the two-week intervals off and you just see how much better they are. They're hitting 229 as a team right now. That's that's nothing special. But Augie, yeah, I can remember earlier in the season going, I don't care how good this team gets offensively they're probably not going to be a 230 team. That's how big that hole was that they put themselves in, and that they are essentially a 230 team right now just really tells a story of how much they've been able to do.
3: Yeah, you said it right from the beginning. I remember we talked, and we were talking in mid late June, and we are looking at their batting averages right around the 220 area, and we both were, were talking about it's not about what you've done, it's what you're going to do. And, and you are exactly right that with the numbers that you put a poured out from June 1st on or June 15th, on is really uh, pretty indicative the way this team has been playing, and uh, we knew the offense was going to come around. We knew this team was going to score some runs, and uh, it's, it's they have done exactly what we thought they would do. And uh, they're just you know you, every night you come to the ballpark, it, it's a it's a it's a game that is played that you play 27 outs. When you play Milwaukee, you have to play 27 outs because they're going to play hard for for the entire ball game. And and uh, I'll tell you what, it's definitely been showing
2: nine five brewers get the win over atlanta we will get the post-game comments manager craig council after the news which is in two minutes here on wtmj
0: it's brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj
1: one-oh pitch this is a drive down the right field line that's going to get into the corner for extra bases for colton wong around third is jackie bradley
2: jr he's going to score and the brewers take a five to four lead 9-5, Brewers get the win in Atlanta, quite the win. They're down 4-0 after one inning, and then they go on to uh, score nine of the next ten runs that are scored in the contest. Early on in the season, we we said it, I mean, it's a cliche, we've said it over and over and over. Hey, there's going to be that time, pitching is picking up the hitting right now, but there's going to be that point in the time of the year where hitting's got to pick up the pitching. Well, cliches are cliches because there's some truth to them there it is there's your cliche game today brewers picking up corbin burns and uh, the pitching staff for the brewers today manager craig council met with the media just a little while ago opened up uh, his thoughts uh talking about uh, really how much improved his team is from an offensive standpoint
6: the you know the, some of the criticism of the offense i think it was a pretty it was the beginning of the season it was a fairly short stretch in my opinion um uh, you know, we were, we're doing a good job scoring runs. So, um, you know, I mean, I, look, uh, getting down 4 nothing's is not a recipe for winning baseball games. Um, so uh, we did a nice job tonight. Avi had a huge, huge three-run homer uh, with a great at-bat. Uh, that, that obviously changed the game, um, and then we kept going from there. So um, it was a really good offensive night. Um, you know, Corbin didn't have his best night. But uh, the offense picked him up, and that's kind of been, you know, There's there's been some opposite nights um, for Corbin this year, and so it was great to see the offense pick him up.
4: What do you think of Corbin, and
6: what did you hear from Chris Hook about just sort of what was happening early, and uh, you know, how I, they I kind thought, of got it going? Yeah, I mean, I thought early he just, he just left too many pitches in the middle of the plate, really. Um, his, you know, the cutter was, in the first inning, all the – the home run was on the curveball, but all the cutters that got hit were just they were middle they're down in the middle of the plate um didn't get to the edges with anything and that's for for any pitcher that's going to be trouble um so they 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 put swings on pitches kind of in the middle of the plate really um down a little bit maybe but in the middle-ish so you know he did get it going and he made some good pitches then um and uh just just ran into trouble with with kind of the heart of their order in, in the in the fifth.
3: Craig, that young pitcher uh, Tucson,
6: uh, you know, it got a good But when you guys got up like second and third time, too, you started getting
3: way better swings against him. Is that just a matter of seeing him and what he's doing? Because he had a real good curveball.
6: Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, in the fourth, you know, we we after we made him work really hard in the third and, and scored those runs. Um, and then we got a bit, you know, we got the first guy on in the, in the fourth and, um, I think Corbin bunted him over, or, or was it Corbin, the second hitter, but we just had good, we, they had bats at that point when Colton, we turned the lineup over. they the at bats just got really good. Um, and it was third time through, like you said, and we had seen him, seen him really well. I thought, um, and it was it was a different at bat than the first time through for sure. So um, that's that's credit to our guys making some adjustments and and using the information from the first couple of times and, and for their advantage. Craig, after they get it to eight five, uh, you've probably been at third base and had a throw pull you into a runner like Escobar found himself. That, that's a really tricky tag he made right there, wasn't it? And, and just well, it look, I point. mean, it's a great throw. That's that's. Let's start with that. It's an it's an incredible throw. Um, and uh, but but Askew made a great tag too, for sure. I mean, he made a tag on the kind of went to the other side of the runner and uh, you know had one choice and tried to kind of tag his backside as he was going by and probably got his foot or his calf or something like that. Um, so it was. Great play on both guys' ends um, and, a, and a big play. I mean, Box had through three pitches. We were able to send him out there, kind of set the game in order, and then he had another good inning. Uh, I thought what he did in the fifth was was the game, really. You know, we, our offense was good, but what Box did in the fifth, um, just he quieted their rally, um, and, then, and then the game was kind of in order for us.
3: Cousins got himself
6: in and out of a jam too, Craig. You know, a double be real big double play against a dangerous hitter. Yeah, I mean his, his stuff was great tonight. I thought his fastball was as good as we've seen it. Um, but you know, they they he threw a pretty good slider to Albies and got a base hit, and then he got two strikes on Freeman with some great pitches. and Unfortunately, hit him, um, but then got the big ground ball and he's throwing the ball great i mean it, thats that is really big time stuff i think he, the hitters are telling you that um so he' he's off his he's got his career off to a really good start and you know i i, I like to see him getting a little trouble really I, I think that's good for him i think that's that's part of learning and that's going to happen um as we go here in some spots and so him working himself out of some trouble i think is part of this
2: just with how you guys have played since the All-Star break, going 9-3 and three, and especially the way you're swinging the bats now, do you feel this is as kind of as complete or, or as um, kind of all phases putting it together that you guys have had up until this point?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things about this team is that um, we do have – we do in all areas of the game, I, I think we can excel. I, I think we have the – personnel to do that um, and one, one of the biggest things for me is it, it starts with our deep I mean I think when our defense is good it just we become we're, we become a different team um, we're generally really hard to score against or, or we prevent something bad from happening as we did tonight um, so that that adds to it but I yeah I, I think we're playing pretty pretty uh, pretty well good all around baseball. Um, and, and you're right. It, it, you know, since the All-Star regular, I thought the White Sox series a great example. But I thought we played, That was a, one of the series we played really, really well. in, um, and tonight we kind of came up with a victory in a different way. And it's because the offense did a great job, and then the bullpen did a great job. Anything else, Craig? Do you think you get those relievers tomorrow, or might it be? Another yeah, day? yeah, they will. Uh, no, they'll. Uh, they're, they're scheduled to both be here tomorrow. Um, they're, they're flying tomorrow, so if flights go well, we're, we're hoping to, to have them here tomorrow.
2: Manager Creek Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get the win in Atlanta 9 5 to open up the series with a victory. How does it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third
1: deck. Holy
2: smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauly. Brewers get the win over the Braves in the series opener down in Atlanta. Starting pitching matchup, Corbin Burns against Tukey Jassant On paper, looked like a really good pitching matchup. But another cliche, they don't play the game on paper. Oh, no. Uh, Burns would have a tough start to the game bottom of the first inning Jock Peterson leads off with the base hit after the first out is recorded Freddie Freeman comes to the plate Burns throws Swain a line drive hit towards left Taylor has to
1: field it on the bounce they're gonna send around the runner from third here comes the throw to the plate and it dies as it gets to the infield it's one nothing Atlanta next hitter Austin Riley Swing and a high fly to left. Taylor, warning track, Wall watching, gone. Austin Riley with a two-run home run. 3-0
2: Atlanta here in the first. Adam Duvall, who the team had just reacquired, then strikes out. Dansby Swanson, though, gets a base hit with steal second in front of former Brewer, Stephen Vogt. And it's a line drive to right, a base hit. Garcia has to
1: angle over to cut the ball off. Throw those into second. It's a four-run first inning for
2: Atlanta. Four runs on five hits against Corbin Burns, and a lot of people have that little voice in the back of their head going, okay, this just is not going to be Burns' day. Everybody has days like this. You just got to get through it. But the Brewers, to their credit, They would fight back. They would do much of that fighting in the third inning. That inning gets started with Colton Wong picking up a base hit. Next hitter is Willie Adamas.
1: Toussaint working out of the stretch, the 0-1 pitch, and this is turned on and hit down the left field line. That's going to get all the way to the wall for Willie Adamas. Wong is racing around second. He checks into third, and rolling into second with a double is Willie Adamas. And the Brewers in business here in the third.
2: No one out for Omar Nervais, who hits a sacrifice fly. That scores Colton Wong gets the Brewers on the board. Next hitter, Eduardo Escobar. He walks, so that brings the tying run up to the plate in the person of Rowdy Tellez, the exact person you want at the plate uh, in that situation, based how he's been swinging it lately. However, he strikes out swinging. Don't worry. Next hitter, Avisao Garcia.
1: 3-2 pitch to Garcia. Hanging, breaking ball. This is hit out to left and deep. It is back. Baseball. Bobby Garcia ties it with a blast to left. It's 4-4. Four to four.
2: Yeah, they're, uh, they're just like that, the Brewers able to tie the game up, putting up their own fourth spot. What do you know? They got another one coming in the fourth. Inning gets started when Jackie Bradley Jr. is hit by a pitch after Corbin Burns was unsuccessful getting the bunt down. So that's the first out. It brings up Colton Wong.
1: 1-0 pitch. This is a drive down the right field line. That's going to get into the corner for extra bases for Colton Wong. Around third
2: is Jackie Bradley Jr. He's going to score, and the Brewers take a 5-4 lead. They are not done. Next hitter is Willie Adamas.
1: 3-2 pitch, and here's a drive out to center. Back on it is Heredia. At the track, he looks up, It is gone! Willie Adamas!
2: with a two-run blast, and the Brewers lead it 7-4. That ends the day for Tuki Toussaint after Corbin Burns gave up four runs in the first inning, and Toussaint's coming in with a really solid ERA, although in a very small sample size because he's been banged up. I don't think many would have thought that uh, Burns was going to outlast Toussaint in this game. That's exactly what happens. New pitcher, Sean Newcomb, he faces off against Omar Narvaez who gets a base hit. Then Eduardo Escobar walks. Runners on at first and second. he Tellez strikes out, but then Avisaio Garcia, he gets a base hit. That loads the bases for Tyrone Taylor.
1: Newcomb comes set to pitch. And here's a base hit into left field for Tyrone Taylor. Narvaez will score. Round third is Escobar. Here's the play at the plate. And he's going to be out at the plate. Brewers get one run home. As Narvaez scores easily, Escobar is cut down by Adam Duvall at the plate. But the Brewers extend that lead. It's 8-4 to four as we go to the bottom of the fourth.
2: That's not a bad sin. Final out at the plate. You force the Braves to make a play, a bad throw. He scores. You'll take that. Brewers score four runs on five hits, and they have an 8-4 lead. The Atlanta would make a little bit of noise in the fifth inning. Freddie Freeman walks. Austin Riley walks. So back-to-back walks issued by Corbin Burns. That doesn't happen very often. Next hitter is Adam Duvall. Burns
1: takes a look at his runners and deals, swinging a base hit to left. They're going to wave around the runner from third. Tyrone Taylor's throw to the plate all the way through the tag. Not in time. Freddie Freeman with a slide to the back half of the plate. Boy, it looked like Narvaez got the ball in time, but Freddie Freeman somehow found a way to sneak by him.
2: Yeah, on the other side of things, that probably wasn't a good sin. That's one of those things where in baseball, good decisions don't always end up with a good result. Bad decisions don't always end up with a bad result. It was a good decision uh, for the Brewers to send Escobar earlier. He's thrown out. Probably wasn't a great decision to uh, send Freeman in that situation, but he ends up being safe. Brad Boxberger comes on to pitch for the Brewers at that point, gets Dansby Swanson to fly out, and then he faces off against Stephen Vogt. Pitch swung on, hit out to center.
1: Jackie Bradley Jr. has got a beat on it. Going back to tag as Riley. Making the catch is Jackie. Here's the throw to third. They got him! And Ordo Escobar made the catch and applied the tag at the same time. Jackie Bradley Jr. with a cannon from center field. And they throw out Austin Riley trying to tag up and move to third.
2: Yeah, spectacular tag applied by Escobar, and that results in it just being a one-run inning for the Braves. Three-run game, 8-5. Game kind of settles down after that uh, as each team goes through their respective bullpens. Jake Cousins comes in to pitch the seventh, Devin Williams pitching the eighth, and it is still an 8 5 game going into the top of the ninth inning. New pitcher for the Braves, Shane Green. First batter he faces is Eduardo Escobar. 2 0.
1: Swing and a high fly, deep center field by Escobar. Back Heredia. It is gone. Welcome to the Brew Crew, Eduardo Escobar. A solo shot to make it
2: 9-5 here in the ninth. Josh Hader had been warming up at the bullpen, but as has happened so many times recently, he sits down. Instead, Brent Suter comes on. First battery faces, Jock Peterson, strikes him out. Second battery faces, Ozzie Albies, strikes him out. Third battery faces, Freddie Freeman. 0-2.
1: Swing and a miss. He struck him out, and this ball game is over. Brent Suter strikes out the side in the bottom of the ninth, and the Brewers take the opener here in Atlanta by a
2: final of nine to five. Brewers go to 62 and 42, 20 games over 500. The Braves drop to 51 and 53. Winning totals for the crew: 9 runs, 13 hits, no errors. They leave 9. For the Braves: 5 runs, 10 hits, 1 error. They leave 7. Winning pitcher: Brad Boxberger. He's 4 and 2. Tuga takes the loss. He drops to 1 and 2. Home runs, Avisael Garcia hitting his 18th, Willie Adamas his 17th, Eduardo Escobar his 23rd, his first with the Brewers. Austin Riley goes deep for a 22nd time for the Braves. Game lasting three hours and 37 minutes, played in front of a very good crowd of 38,680 folks at Truist Park. Brewers get the win over the Braves, 9-5. When we return, we'll give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll preview game two of the series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on
2: WTMJ. 9-5 victory for the Brewers. They take care of Atlanta. They get down by a 4-0 score, and they're able to come all the way back. Certainly uh, quite the performance today for the Brewers. All on the day of the trade deadline where they acquire a couple relief pitchers in Daniel Norris from the Tigers and John Curtis from the Marlins. And both those players are going to be with the team coming up tomorrow. Let's go around the rest of the National League Central. Pirates shut out the Phillies seven nothing. No one wants to win the National League East. Uh, Pirates win seven nothing. Will Crow went six, gives up just one hit, four strikeouts, four walks. He picks up his third win of the season, and uh, they, they get a nice win. Ben Gamble continues to hit two for five for Gamble. Cardinals knock off the Twins by a five one score. Wade LeBlanc got the start for the Cardinals. He went five and two thirds innings, one run, six hits, three strikeouts, two walks. He does not. Fast into the decision cardinals go to 52 and 51 the uh, nationals defeat the cubs by a 4-3 score let's read the list again i think this is my favorite um, favorite thing that came out of the trade deadline the combined list of players who were traded away by either the cubs or the nationals leading into the deadline chris bryant anthony rizzo javi baez Craig Kimbrell, Jock Peterson, Andrew Schaafen, Ryan Tapera, Jake Marisnik, Trevor Williams, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Brad Hand, Kyle Schwarber, John Lester, Daniel Hudson, Josh Harrison, Jan Gomes. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. If you took that group and just made it your team, and there might be some positional uh, redundancy there that you might have to work through, but if that's your if that's your base, and then you just go sign a bunch of other guys to to fill out your final, uh, you know, get to to uh, twenty six, you're gonna be you're gonna win some ball games with that being your uh, your base group, and that is the players who are traded away just from uh, just from those two teams, which is uh. Remarkable. By the way, the Nationals beat the Cubs by a 4-3 score. Former Brewer. Paolo Espino. He got the start for the Nationals. Went five and a third, allowing a run on four hits. He's now three and two with a 3.08 ERA. Jake Arietta not traded, went four innings for the Cubs, giving up uh, two runs on six hits in four innings as uh, he ends up taking the loss in that game, and he drops to uh, five and two. As far as the uh, Cincinnati Reds go, they knock off the Mets by a 6-2 score. The Reds have now won four straight games. They just can't make up any ground on the Brewers. Joey Vaughn hits another home run as 21st of the year Jonathan India he hits two home runs in the game Sonny Gray got the start gets the win his third sickens allowing one run on five hits seven strikeouts and one walk so this is the standings right now in the National League Central Brewers have a seven game lead on the Reds Cardinals are nine and a half back Cubs 12 and a half back and the Pirates are 22 and a half games back around the Brewers minor league system Triple-A Nashville doubling up Columbus tonight by a 10-5 score. Double-A Biloxi, they play a doubleheader at home against Montgomery. In game number one, they win by a 4-1 score. Game number two, Biloxi completes the doubleheader sweep as they win 3-1. Hi a Wisconsin, they were at home tonight against Cedar Rapids. They go 11 innings. The two teams trade runs in the 10th. Cedar Rapids gets one more in the 11th, and the Colonels knock off The Timber Rattlers by a 6-5 score. Low-A Carolina, they win at Lynchburg by a 4-3 score. All right, let's grab a few more text messages before we uh, call it a day. Nancy texting in says, uh, one, probably just injuries could be their undoing at this point. That would be the big one. If they all of a sudden suffer a bunch of injuries, that could hurt them. Again, you, you build up a lead in the division with the idea that if some things start going wrong, you can kind of withstand it, and when they go acquiring Eduardo Escobar, we heard David Stern say it over and over, about positional redundancy, meaning you lose a player here, you lose a player there, you've got other players who can make up for them. Nancy also says, I'm pretty tired of hearing about the trade deadline. Glad it came and went. That's interesting. I had read that text earlier when I couldn't. When I was trying to say all-star break and I kept saying trade deadline. I had read that text from Nancy the first time, so trade deadline was in my mind. Uh, Mike in Colorado texting in. One of the better wins, emphasizing how good they are. Yeah, I I think so. I think this uh, this absolutely does show how good of a team this is. That with one of their best pitchers, with one of the best pitchers in all baseball. But with one of their best pitchers on the mound struggling, giving up four runs in the first inning, they're able to bounce back and bounce back very quickly in a big way. Uh, Chuck on the south side texting in. Says, Matt, in 2018 we had to make up a game against the Pirates before the All-Star game and lost five in a row, and then look what we did in the second half. Needless to say, I was sort of worried about playing them this week. Watching the game yesterday, I realized this team is so different from then and actually so much better, more rounded and consistent. Do I dare say World Series worthy? What do you think? I'm not going to sit here and predict that the Brewers are going to win the World Series. Do I think they've got a puncher's chance for it? Yeah, absolutely. I would. I, I, I've, I've heard. I've, I've had some people at the ballpark say they don't like it when I say things like what I'm about to say. I would be shocked if the Brewers don't win the division. Uh, it, not that it's impossible, but I would be shocked if they don't win the division. And I'm not trying to tempt fate when those words come out of my mouth. Uh, and I've said it over and over. With this pitching, with those three guys at the top of the rotation. This team can go out and beat anybody. Now they will need hitting, and hitting's tougher in the postseason. It just is. Run scoring goes down in the postseason. And if there's going to be anything that takes the Brewers down in the postseason it would be their ability to hit, but you know what? They're, they're, they're doing a nice job right now. We went over the numbers earlier uh, how where they rank in Major League Baseball in terms of batting average since uh, certain times. They're doing a nice job with that and I think the addition of Eduardo Escobar is only going to help. Alright, Game 2 of this series coming up tomorrow. The Brewers will have Brandon Woodruff on the mound. The right hander 7-5, and five, 2.14 ERA. The Braves are going to oppose with lefty Kyle Muller. He's 2-3 with a 2.55 ERA. 6.20 for first pitch. That means our coverage will begin at 5.45. And myself and Jerry Augustine will talk to you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings right here on WTMJ.